Thanks for listening to The Leader. Every weekday at 4pm, we're bringing you news, advice and analysis from the Evening Standard as this coronavirus crisis unfolds. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out and please do share the show with your friends. We're all in this together. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. This is London in lockdown. He was arguing with a police officer. He was in a full mask. And then there was about 10 police officers around him. And then someone shouted that they're shutting the shots. The Evening Standard's Barney Davis tells the leader podcast about police instantly cracking down on people outside for non-essential reasons. Also, already these games have cost an estimated £10 billion and the Japanese government had pushed back um, previously on any postponement because they were warning that some of those venues might not be available. Sports correspondent Matt Magendi as the Tokyo Olympics is finally postponed. And... The nation's PE teacher, Joe Wicks, has a phone chat with our features writer, Katie Strick. Is he the first British star of the coronavirus era? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, how the lockdown in London is working. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is Vauxhall Underground at 7am, the day after Boris Johnson put the UK into lockdown. Every beep is another passenger going through the gates. And the platforms and the carriages themselves are packed. There are fewer services running and they're supposed to be only for those with essential jobs. The Evening Standard's editorial column says it's putting passengers and the city's health in jeopardy. While millions of people are working from home, or for a time not able to work at all, huge numbers of us still need to travel. That doesn't just mean NHS staff or teachers keeping schools open for key workers, but everyone who keeps our city fed, safe and functioning. Last week, transport bosses prepared a plan which saw some tube stations close altogether, 
and which cut back the frequency of services. For most of the day, this works. Overall demand on the tube has fallen by 85% this week. But it's not enough to cope with the pressure of peak travel in the morning. We need a plan for this, fast. The order from the Prime Minister is clear, and it is right. Travel only for essential reasons, and keep apart when you do. If your journey isn't essential, stay off the underground. So there's a lot of adjustment to do in this new lockdown that we're all going through. But how did London itself change? Evening Standard reporter Barney Davis was out in the morning observing social distancing rules. And he's with me over Zoom now. Barney, what did you see? Well, yeah, just basically I've been cycling around, not going on public transport and coming back from Waterloo Station, which was completely deserted as I saw it. There was couple of people coming through some NHS workers who were very concerned about the stuff on the underground and then kind of come back home cycling down Dalston around yeah Shoreditch way with the police route in force I saw um just one of those small mobile phone uh, kiosk things you get in the side shots of, of like, off licenses and uh, he was arguing with a police officer he was in a full mask and then there was about 10 police officers around him and then someone shouted that they're, they're shutting the shots and so I stopped and then started to film and uh, yeah the, the police were just making him pack up his stuff and, and get going and he was doing it as quickly as possible. So they're taking this extremely seriously then? Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of shoppers still around, all kind of gathered around, and they were going well in between the two-metre radius that is recommended. Um, and, uh, yeah, just it's a big show from the Met Police, definitely, that um, these kind of small little businesses will, yeah, will be kind of clamped down on. And you yourself were stopped as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I thought I was getting away with it, trying to do a little tweet from the overside the road um, and then yes yeah, so i looked up and yeah i was completely surrounded by police and uh, i think their commanding officer came over and was uh, asked me what i was doing why i was filming and kind of wanted to see my phone a bit I, I explained that i'm a journalist and he said that's not essential work and i i then i asked him to 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 explain to me what was essential work and showed him a press pass and he managed to he just, yeah, he backed down after that. <laughs> of course, we have to remember that the police are putting their own health on the line by carrying out these operations. They're having to get up close to people, they're having to make arrests. It's uh, not a safe time for them, is it? No, absolutely. A lot of police get a lot of bad rap, especially in areas like Dalston. Um, but yeah, they're, they're putting their lives on the line. Um, and I think, yeah, people should remember that. Did you get the impression that people themselves are taking this seriously? You said earlier that there were quite a few people out in some places and not really doing much social distancing. Yeah, I mean, Ridley Road Market is uh, normally so busy, full of meat producers and uh, like local fruit and veg salesmen, basically. And all the they were the only ones that were still running. And it did seem there was a lot less people than normal um which is which is good to see but then when once when something kicks off in london people come around and gawp don't they and they they're all gathering around this one bit so it was hard to miss and there were so many police officers in there that um yeah it was everyone was very close to each other in this this small section of Ridley road did it feel like 
London? Did it feel like the same city it was 24, 48 hours ago? No, not from when, when I've been cycling around. Just uh, There's just so many shops all barricaded up. It's eerily quiet compared to how busy it is. It seems like there are people on the streets. So people from outside of London will seem like, oh, Londoners do not care about this and carry on as usual. But it is drastically reduced from what that would be like at that time of day, any other day of the week. Next, the legal and financial repercussions from this could run on and on, even past the date of the rearranged games themselves. Sports correspondent Matt Majendi speaks to us about the cancellation of the Olympics. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It had been expected for a while, but the Tokyo Olympics will not be happening this year. More than 600,000 overseas visitors were expected to travel to Japan for what is the world's biggest sporting event. Our sports correspondent Matt Majendi joins me now. And Matt, what's happened here? So Tokyo 2020, both the Olympics and the Paralympics have been postponed until next year. The decision was reached by both the Japanese uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and the International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach um, via a telephone conference call they held today. And amid a myriad of sporting shutdowns across the globe, this is undeniably the biggest, the first time an Olympics has ever been delayed in its history. Sure, the Games have been cancelled in the past on three occasions, 1916, 1940 and 1944 because of the World Wars, but never delayed. Now, both camps had repeatedly pushed the official line that the Games would go ahead as planned, but as the magnitude of the coronavirus has been felt, with nearly 400,000 cases worldwide, this decision became inevitable, really, um, some time ago. Health concerns aside, in a lot of countries, athletics tracks, swimming pools, cycling velodromes were shut. It meant potential Olympians and Paralympians simply couldn't train. An objection was growing from bodies in Britain, in America, Australia, Canada, etc., And so, as I said, it meant this delay was inevitable. So that original start date of the Olympics of July the 24th has now been shifted to an unspecified date, but one that they've said will be no later than the summer of 2021. Despite that shift in date, it'll still bizarrely keep the name Tokyo 2020. What does this mean for the Olympics when they are eventually held in Japan? Now, the ramifications for the organisers are huge. Already, these games have cost an estimated £10 billion, and the Japanese government had pushed back um, previously on any postponement because they were warning that some of those venues might not be available to to use uh, in a year's time. 
Also, I spoke to one leading sports lawyer who said, and he warned that the legal and financial repercussions from this could run on and on, even past the date of the rearranged games themselves, and could run into the region of billions of pounds. So there's a massive logistical operation that's beginning now, whereby the Japanese government, Tokyo 2020 officials, the IOC, and the various international sporting federations will have to get together to see what date might be possible on the 2021 calendar. And for a host of potential Olympians and Paralympians across the globe, it effectively ends their season and immediately shifts the focus to a year's time. And we have more coverage of the Olympics postponement online at standard.co.uk now. Let's go. So you kick your feet out in front of you like this, kick your feet, arms out in front like a mummy, and then cross your hands over. That's Joe Wicks, a YouTuber formerly well-known as the body coach. Now he's become famous as the nation's gym teacher. His first two classes for children have been watched by millions as parents try to keep their kids active in self-isolation and a little less bored. Our features writer Katie Strick had an old-fashioned telephone chat with him for the newspaper and she's with me now over Zoom. Katie, Joe's become a bit of a star for this new era, hasn't he? He certainly has, yes. I think even he was surprised by how quite how successful it was yesterday you know 800,000 people live streamed the his youtube video midnight wednesday night i'm laying in bed and i was supposed to go on a tour this week it's all booked i had 26,000 schools applied i chose 12 schools i was going to be all up the country and i was laying there wednesday night when the schools got shut and i was like you know what i'm not going to give up and i thought don't just do one one a week and just trickle along like let's do PE every day let's show these kids that we can do something and i can be there for the parents one, and rest right, warm up complete. Now, unlike me, you're into a bit of exercise yourself, aren't you, Katie? Have you tried out any of these workouts? It's funny you asked, actually. I did yesterday. It was the first time I've ever had to do a workout as interview prep, but I was planning <laughs> on doing a lunchtime workout yesterday anyway. So when, um, when Joe said yes to an interview, I thought this is my perfect opportunity. It would be rude to interview him without trying it myself. So I um, tuned in about midday before I had my lunch and gave it a try in my living room. Come on, let's go everybody. Three, two, one, let's go. So let's go, 30 seconds and we're off. Lifting those knees up. It was great. It was really good for stretching when you've been sitting at a desk all day. And I definitely felt, felt very revived afterwards. I had lots of energy when it came around to interviewing him, which was necessary because he was full of energy too. <laughs> I promise that I'll be here, you know, I'll be doing this until schools go back. So this is a long-term commitment for me. Um, but ultimately, you know, I've just got to keep, keep going. This is, this is my mission. This is my purpose. And it's not going to burn me out. No, I love it. I love that I'm helping people. And I feel like I'm finally doing what I'm supposed to be doing. We're going to do squats. This really works. These muscles, these are called the quadriceps. Front of your legs. So we're going to do sit down, stand up. Do you think... As this lockdown continues, we're going to start to see more people like Joe Wicks becoming kind of lockdown stars, really sort of doing things that capture the, the public's imagination and, and helping them out. Absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of London gyms and um, yoga instructors have set up very similar live workouts live streaming services on instagram and youtube but outside of fitness as well um i actually tried a virtual choir last night so on monday nights i normally do um a choir rehearsal in pimlico where i live but that wasn't on so um i tuned into gareth malone's live youtube choir rehearsal um which was great fun and again he couldn't see all of us because there were just too many people around the world tuning in but we could see him in his living room doing a Joe Wicks style 
video and he actually admitted himself that he did Joe Wicks's workout yesterday as well. So everyone's watching everyone. I really hope that you feel happier now. I really hope your energy's picked up and you just feel a bit more positive. You can read Katie's full interview with Joe in the newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. And that's The Leader. Subscribe through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.